Hey, Pastor John Aiken here. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Faith Center podcast. We hope today's teaching will awaken and equip you to live out your God-given purpose. Enjoy. So I want you to open your Bible to Proverbs chapter 3. We've been talking about the blessing of the Lord, um, walking in the blessing of the Lord. And as we... As we um, Continue to talk about this today. I really want to speak to you about the grace to give. And here's the thing. I believe as we change what we believe, we change what we do, we change what we think, we change what we say, we change how we feel. I believe out of this blessing of the Lord that God is wanting to, to wanting you to get a revelation today that God wants to turn you in to a giver. He wants to turn you in. He wants to release a grace to give on a whole nother level. Some of you, it's going to be an entry level. Others, it's going to be a whole nother level. God wants to give a grace, release a grace in all of our lives for you to give at the next level. Anybody who wants that, say amen. I think he wants to grow us and challenge us. And, and, so, um, and, and so let's read Proverbs chapter 3, uh, verse 7. Proverbs, actually verse 9. Proverbs 3, starting in verse 9. When you got to say got it. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all of your increase so that your barns will be filled. Everybody say filled with plenty and your vats will overflow. Somebody say overflow with new wine. My son, do not despise the, cha- the chastising or the chastening of the Lord, nor detest his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects, just as a father, the son in whom he delights. I love how correction is connected to to talking about honoring the Lord with your possessions. And let me just say this as we get in as we get into this, because I, I I'm, I'm listing the scriptures and then I list a few things that I think is is key for you to remember, and that's how I kind of do my notes. Um, but in this, whether the choice of whether you and your family walk and experience the blessing of the Lord is no longer up to God. If you're sitting back thinking, why is God and anything? Why is God blank? Why is in concerning your life? If you're thinking, why is God blank? And why is God not doing blank? You need to understand that your partnership with God, it is no longer up to God whether you and your family experience the blessing of the Lord. It is up to you. There are requirements, and we're going to keep talking about them, surrendering your life to the Lord, following Him, putting Him first in all things, because it is relational. The blessing of the Lord is relational. It's not a get-rich-quick, and we're starting to talk about money. That's where we're starting with, with all this stuff, because that's how Jesus did it. He talked about you getting your life right by you getting your money right. And so it, the blessing of the Lord, whether you walk in or not, is no longer up to God. It is up to you. You have the power of choice. And you are not a victim to your circumstances. And you can partner with God if you want to. Amen? So the first thing I want you to see about this is tithing is about honoring the Lord. Tithing. And for those who don't know, we've been talking about this. Go back and watch last week's sermon and the one before that. Tithing is a tenth. 
uh, a tenth. The tenth is the amount. It's 10% of whatever. So if I have $10, what is the amount of a tithe? A dollar. And which dollar is the tithe? The first dollar. It's honor the Lord with the first. So, so tithing is about honoring the Lord. It's not about, i got to keep this rule or this obligation. We talked about that last week. We talked about it's not even under the law. Tithing is based on the eternal priesthood of the order of Melchizedek. And it's not you're paying off the Godfather. You're honoring God the Father. It's not an eternal tax. So your tithe, your 10%, the amount is 10%, and the, the heart and the attitude is, God, I honor you and I worship you with this. And so the tithe honors the Lord. Tithing is not a threat, but a promise. Tithing is not a threat. You do this or I'm going to curse you. Tithing is not a threat. It is a promise from God. Tithing is always motivated by love. Everything God does is motivated by love. Therefore, everything we do in obedience to God should be motivated by love. Obedience is always motivated by love. Tithing attacks, and that's the word I wanted to use, attacks greed. It attacks greed, materialism. Self-centered ambition. Tithing attacks greed and activates generosity. So here's a pop quiz. God has blessed you to? Amen. Good job. Here's another one. Uh, Prosperity is always for the purpose of? I don't have to yell at y'all. That's good. That's good. Y'all getting it. All right, tithing results in overflow. That's what the scripture just tells us. Your your vats will overflow. You'll have plenty. Tithing results in overflow, but for the purposes of God. Your tithe is received by the king. We talked about that. Jesus is the king of kings and lord of lords. He's the the king of the kingdom, and he's the head or the high priest of the church. And so he, just like Melchizedek, Abraham Abraham and Melchizedek, Abraham gave tithes to Melchizedek, uh, and that's representing the eternal priesthood of the Lord. And so you have to realize that your tithe goes to the Lord. Jesus receives your tithe right now. He receives your tithe. You might tithe through. So you tithe through the church and the leadership that Jesus has led you to be a part of. Because he's the head. He's home office. He's the head. He's the highest authority. He's he's your good shepherd, and your shepherd is your source. I'm an under-shepherd. And and Danny is an under-under-under-shepherd. But what happens is, is you tie through the leadership structure that you believe God has brought you to for whatever reason, whatever season, because the tithe goes to the church. You can't tithe to, to just mission organizations. You can't tithe to just to feed, the, to, you know, giving an offering to feed the homeless. That's not a tithe. And that's what I want you to see. Is, is biblical tithing is to the Lord through, his, the, through the, the structure he set up as being head of the church. And here's what I would say. This is tough. I'm feeling bold today. This is tough. But I mean this in love. If you don't have the confidence to tithe to the Lord through this church, then you need to find another church. I'm for real. 
If you're like, I ain't giving, I ain't giving Pastor John. I'm not giving Faith Center. I'm not giving them my tithe. If you don't have confidence to tithe to the Lord through this church, it's time for you to find a church you can trust. Well, I don't trust none of them. Oh, now we begin to see what the real problem is. Back to my notes. So tithing results in overflow. Your tithing is received by the king. Your offerings, and offerings are different than tithing. Offerings are different. That first dollar you give is a tithe. That second dollar is an offering. Okay? So your offerings are released into kingdom assignments. So you give offerings into kingdom assignments. And, and I'll talk more about that in a second. But God corrects those whom he loves. So I love, I love, I love, I love that God corrects me and us in the area of giving and tithing. He corrects us. He corrects us. I love that. He loves us, so he corrects us. And so I want to pull up this slide, guys. Pull up the slide about the giving here at Faith Center. So when you give here at Faith Center, just making it practical, you have the you can give, you can give online, you can give text to give if you want to do that. You can mail in uh, your your check or, or your money. You can drop it in, in the, the giving stations that are out each side of this door. Some people come in through the week and they, they, they give their tithe or their offering that way. Um, you can, uh, or if, they, if, if you happen like today to get done with service before we do, and you are leaving or you need to go to work or something, you know, you got to go meet somebody, whatever, and you had a prior engagement, whatever, you, you, can, you can put it in the, in the uh, slot at the giving station out front. Um, or right now, today, at the end of service, we're going to have a couple buckets that you can bring your tithe to. And guys, here's where I'm at. I don't know if we're going to start passing buckets. I don't know if we're going to do it this way. I don't know what we're going to do. I'm in pursuit seeking the Lord. I'm not pursuing what do we prefer and how we want to give. I'm pursuing God, how do you want us to give? Because I'm not here looking for convenience. I'm not here looking just to satisfy what, what my preference is or what your preference is. I'm trying to say, God, you're inviting us up to another level. How do you want us to give? So maybe next week we might pass the offering buckets. I may do it at the end of service. I may do it at the beginning. But let's prayerfully together seek the Lord to find out what's the best way for us to practically and, and wisely uh, give in, in simple ways to honor the Lord. Because giving, tithing and giving is not transactional, it's relational. And so I'm serious, I may change. Give me a few weeks to figure out because we'll know in the moment when the presence of the Lord is like, there it is. And then we begin to say, okay, this is how we're going to give as a church family. So, so this week we'll give at, at the end of service. Uh, next week I might pass the buckets at the beginning of service. I have no idea but we're going to walk it out and figure it out just for a few weeks, and then we'll land on something that we feel like God says, yes, there it is. Amen? So part of the, part of the giving is, is your, your, your tithes and offerings. So the tithe, no matter which way you give, if you put it in the bucket or you put it in the mail or you put it in a slot or you do it online or you do it as a text to give, no matter how you give, there's only two options. There's only two options. One is a tithe and one is an offering. Your tithe is truly not even giving. Because your tithe is not yours. Your tithe is actually the Lord's. 
And for those who are new to this and new to what the Bible teaches on this, I know it's a little bit like, wait a minute, what do you mean it ain't mine? It's in my account. It's on my paycheck. Yeah, I get it. But here's the, the tithe is the Lord's. It, it belongs to him. Honor the Lord with this. It's, it's the, the, the first 10% of your income and of your increase belongs to the Lord. So last week, last week, you tithe as a church over $17,000 that Jesus received from this house last week. Last week, the tithe in this house was over $17,000. And then last week, you gave offerings on top of the tithe because an offering does not begin. Giving does not begin until after the tithe. So some of you, well, I just go, I'm going to give God a little tip. I'm going to throw about two bucks in there, five bucks in there. You haven't given anything. I'm not mad at you. I'm not judging you. Listen, if you don't want to tithe, don't. If you, you want to stay stubborn and stay doing it your way, go ahead. But God wants to bring you into the blessing of the Lord so he can bless you to be a blessing to others so that he can increase the grace and generosity in which you give, that you can be a lender and not a borrower. You can be the head and not the tail. And you can be free to change people's lives. And see, if, if, if I was talking about healing, if I was talking about healing and saying, some of y'all need to believe God for healing, some of you would say, yes, I believe what the Scripture says about healing, and we need, to, we need to pursue God in faith and claim hold of His promises because He died on the cross, and it says in Isaiah uh, 53 that He carried our sorrows, and by His stripes we were healed. And so we claim that, we believe that, and so we may have sickness in our body, but we're holding on to faith and believing the Lord. Some of us have no problem with that. And some of you are like, it's hard to believe that because maybe God wants me to be sick. But that ain't the Lord. That's, that's your feelings. That's your emotions. That's not what the Word says. Jesus went about, He was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power and went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil because God was with Him. So it is God's will. He is a healer. He's a Savior. He's a healer. No question. He didn't go around making people sick. He went around healing people. But some of our experiences are painful and hard and we come up with false teachings that make us feel like, well, God sometimes makes us sick because he's teaching us a lesson. Any one of you parents who made your child sick to teach them a lesson would be locked up. Are there lessons you can learn? All the time. On the mountaintop and in the valley. And so if it was healing, some of y'all would have no problem believing God for healing. And some of y'all would have a problem because your emotions and whatever, you just not learned it. And so with tithing and with offerings, some of y'all never learned it. You never, you've heard money is, you know, preachers shouldn't talk about money. And that's a lie. That's a lie. Preachers should talk about money because Jesus talked about money. And you talk about money all the time. Only place that's not cool to talk about money is church. And so the reality is that you have, to, you have to increase and go past your false beliefs, go past your comfort zone and say, maybe the Lord is inviting me to break through to another level. And the breakthrough starts with you trusting God in tithing. That's the start. 
And so last week you tithed 17, over $17,000 to the Lord. And then on top of that, you gave offerings to these various projects. Some of y'all gave, uh, so over $25,000, some of it went to Matt 25. And Matt 25 is a ministry here that does a couple different things. So anybody in this church family that you are in, in, in a time of struggle and need, and you need a power bill paid, or, or you need help, you're in a, a difficult time and a hard season. Matt 25, th- Faith Center through Matt 25 is here to help you. So people give offerings, special offerings above their tithe. Part of that $20,000 went to Matt 25 to help pay people's power bills, to help pay people's rent, to help people with groceries, to help people with gas to help people with different things. So if you're here and you're in a time of struggle, don't be prideful and goodness, do not wait. Don't call the church. Hey, they said they're cutting off the power bill today. Me and my, me and my five kids, we need the power. It, we, you know, we need, don't do that. Come early to us and say, hey, I'm really struggling. We need help. Now, if we help you and we see on Facebook, oh, look at that new iPhone 25. Look at the new Jordans I just got my kids. Since the church paid my bill, I got some more money to pay. We don't have a conversation. Because we're not here to judge you, but we are here to lead you. And God wants to give you a grace to give. And so there's things that you can do to get better at that. But if you're, Matt 25 can help you with that. And it helps other local ministries and outreaches here in the community. So if you give to Matt 25, you're giving to help our church family when they're in need. When you're giving to Matt 25, you're giving to help our community in various projects when they're in need. When you give to Matt 25, you're helping an orphanage in Mexico. So Matt 25 has different dimensions and it's growing and increasing. So those who say, I want to sow into that, you can give an offering to Matt 25. Uh, Mexico missions, y'all, y'all seen that. We, for Sarah and I and many of you have gone to Mexico and, and, and God just opening that door in June, there's going to be a conference here, which is going to be unbelievable. People from Mexico are going to be coming here, pouring into us because we need what they carry desperately. And so there's a whole ministry of opportunity through uh, Dale Yurton and things that we keep getting invited to. We just got back and we've got more invitations to go to and it takes money to go. And some of you say, I want to sow so that our pastors and our people can go and so that they can come and, and you can sow into that so we can do that. And those uh, you know, special uh, projectors. Project, Jamie did a good job talking about that. So some of that money went to pay for the special project of the moment, which was these projectors that are paid in full. That is just incredible to me. Maybe it's an air conditioner or something else. Different special projects you can give towards that. Uh, Labor of Love with uh, Debbie Cornwell and all that she does. Hazel Kids with Jim Lewis and through Beyond Uganda and all they do. And then some people are like, we want to help you pay off the mortgage. And to that I say, amen. And if the Holy Spirit leads you to do that, knock yourself out. Bill Harris, how much do we have left on the mortgage? Six. See, he's a robot. He's like a weird calculator robot. Okay, 620,000. Some of y'all, that's chump change. Sean, write a check, man. I just feel the Lord. Write a check, Sean. Get serious about Jesus. All right, back to the notes. God gave me a little phrase. God gave me a little phrase. This is cheesy. This is cheesy, but I hope it works. God gave me a phrase, tag. And I felt like he was saying tag 
you're it. So touch somebody next to you and say, tag, you're it. This is cheesy. This is cheesy, but it'll work. Here it is. Tag is tithe, alignment, and give. Tithe. So God is saying, tag, you're it. I want to give you the grace to give. Tag, you're it. And here's how it starts. When you're it, you say, I begin to tithe. I begin to give honor God with the first 10% of my income. And some of you may say, well, gosh, my income is so big. My, my tithe would be a $20,000, a $10,000, $100,000 check. And to that, I would say, praise the Lord. It's 10%. So my $10 check and your $10,000 check is the same. It's 10%. It's the same. So it's not the amount that, that, that counts in the sense of some of y'all, well, it's not enough to make a difference. God doesn't care about my $1. Yeah, he does. You honor the Lord with that $1. And man, my $10,000, that's too much. Faith Center doesn't need all that. That's too much. And you act like God trying to determine where it should go. You just better bless the Lord and honor the Lord. That's the best thing you know, to do. And so then alignment, alignment means align your budget, align your budget. So you tithe to the Lord and then you align your budget. That's a big B word in the house, budget. You got to know where your money's going. Now, if it's in your head, on paper, I don't care how, you know, on a computer, I don't care how you do it, it's up to you, but you budget. Some people tell me I don't have enough money to budget. That's a lie. Other people tell me, I have so much money, I don't really have to budget. That's a lie. Whether you have a lot or whether you have a little, how do you budget? And you have freedom and flexibility to follow the Lord and how you and your family budgets. It's up to, between you and the Lord. You don't need to submit your budget for approval. It's between you and the Lord. But you need to align your budget to the purposes of God in your life for the purpose of G which is giving, which is generosity, which is overflow. So when you tithe and then you align your budget to the Lord, the fun part is how much surplus do we have? How much, when we've been living, we, and it's okay to enjoy life. The Bible tells us to enjoy things. It's okay to, to enjoy, the, in, enjoy and even increase in your standard of living as long as you're most passionate and most excited about increasing in your standard of giving. And so you align your budget to him for the purpose of how much surplus do we have? Oh, wow, we got a $100 surplus this month. And then we begin to step into, Lord, how much of this is seed to somebody else? And how much of this is bread for me? And you let the Spirit of God lead you in giving. And some of your offerings may go to Matt 25, may go to Mexico missions, may go to whatever kind of ministry, and your offerings may go to a person. God may highlight a person to you. You may say, I feel like I'm supposed to bless that family. I feel like I'm supposed to give them. And, and you let the Holy Spirit lead you. You know how fun it is to do that? That you have tithed to the Lord, aligned your budget to Him so that you can now be a vessel and an instrument in God's hand, a representative of the Lord to step up to say, hey, here, here's, you know, here's whatever amount. And we feel like the Lord wants you to have this. It's not even we want you to have this. And what I love is when the Lord has you give to people you don't like. I love that. Because he's teaching you something. He's teaching you th something through a heart of generosity. 
So on this next page, um, look over to uh, 2 Corinthians 9 in the New Testament. 2 Corinthians 9. I want to read this, and then we'll hit some stuff. Second Corinthians 9. So now we're talking about a grace to give. The whole thing is giving. It's all about giving. The tithe belongs to the Lord, and offerings are given on top of that. And we're talking about this grace to give. The whole chapter is really good, but 2 Corinthians 9, let's start in verse, uh, we'll start in verse 5. Therefore, I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren to go to you ahead of time and prepare. Oh, that's a key word, prepare. you got to be prepared to give. Prepare your generous gift beforehand, which you had previously promised that it may be ready as a matter of generosity and not as a grudging obligation. But this I say, he who sows will also, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able. This is one of them highlight verses right here. This is one of them refrigerator verses. God is able to make all grace abound toward you, even you, that all that you always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. And that's talking about generosity. As it is written, now he's quoting Psalms 112, He has dispersed abroad. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food Supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Verse 11, while you are enriched in everything for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God, for the administration of this service not only supplies the needs of the saints, but also is abounding through many thanksgivings to God. So look at your notes so we can get through this and I won't be here preaching all day because this lights my fire right here. And I'm just going to follow up on some different things next week on this because it's incredible stuff. So the first thing I want you to know that in Christ, you have a grace to give. There is a grace. There is a grace for you to be a giver, not just a survivor and not just to be a taker. Some of you have been takers. God wants to turn you into givers. And there is a grace for you to give. And the grace of God, God's grace is favor and empowerment. God's grace is not entitlement. God's grace is not excuses. God's grace is empowerment. It's the favor of God upon you to empower you to do what you feel like you can't do. And the grace of God will challenge what you believe. It'll challenge uh, what you do. It will challenge what you think. It'll challenge what you say. It'll challenge what you feel. Another way to say it is grace will empower. It'll empower your beliefs. Grace will empower your doing and your actions. Grace will empower your new mindset. Grace will empower your mouth to, to come in alignment with the Word of God. And the grace of God will empower your feelings. 
It'll empower you. That's what grace is. So Ephesians 4, 27, don't look there, but here's a great picture of what I'm talking about. Ephesians 4, 27, uh, guys, pull up that verse, 4, 27, 28. It says, nor give place to the devil. So we're not going to give a place to the devil. Like, I don't want him to have a place beside me, in front of me, behind me. I don't want the enemy to have a place, to have a foothold, to have a, a, a place. I don't want to give him a voice. I don't want to give him a place. I don't, I don't want to give the enemy any. So that means, as a believer, you can give the enemy an opportunity in your life. And when you do not tithe, God is not mad at you. But when you do not tithe, you give the enemy opportunity in your life. God still loves you. You're not cursed because you're blessed in Jesus. You have the blessing over you. But what you're doing as a blessed person who has inheritance in the kingdom of God, you're giving the enemy opportunity to steal from your life. But so the redemption is this. The next verse is, is the redemption. Nor give place to the devil. Uh, let him who stole. Remember what he said in, in, in Malachi? You have robbed me. In which way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. So he says, let him who stole steal no longer. But rather, let him labor, working with his hands, that uh, what is good, that, he, so that means you didn't go sell drugs. <laughs> Do what is good and legal. Some of you, I need money. I need to do it. No, you need to do what is good. That he may have something. I would have swore the Bible would say this, that he would have something to eat. But that's not what it says. Because the full redemption of a thief is to go from a taker to a giver. That's, that's the grace to give. That's the grace to give. So here's what I want you to see. We give to give more. We give to give more. Offerings are simply seeds sown with expectation of a harvest so that we can sow again and again and again and again and again and again. Every harvest, woo, new seed. Every seed, woo, new harvest. And I, th I thank God for people who gave seed. So right outside these doors in the lobby, there's now free faith resources on this little rack out there. And don't go out there and take every one of them. And don't go and listen, if I see you take those books that are free, faith resources to sow into your life. People have sown money to buy these books to sow them into your life. Faith resources on a variety of subjects that you can see right outside. And if I see you taking them and like sell them out, the, out your trunk, trying to make a buck, say, I'm just trying to do something good. I'm like, that ain't good. But there's resources out there that you can take for free. You can take for free and begin to get God's word. And, you know, and people sowed that into you. So the next thing is this, real simple. You reap what you sow. You reap more than you sow. And you reap after you sow. I love how it says, he who supplies and multiplies the seed you have sown. Not the seed you thought about sowing. Not the seed you're, you, you, were, you were thinking or, or planning to sow, but something came up and you never sowed it. Because then you're measuring yourself by your intentions instead of your actions. He supplies and multiplies the seed you have sown. So you reap what you sow, you reap more than you sow, and you reap after you sow. God loves to partner with a cheerful giver. It's a partnership with God. 
It's like he's inviting you into business and ministry with him. And it's like, yes, Lord, I'm in. Here we go. Let's do this. What do you want to do today, God? Who you want to bless today? You bless me to be a blessing. So who you want to bless today? Who you want to sow into today? Who's in a rock bottom place? Who's in a no, who's in a, a dark place? Who's in a, a weak place that you want to use me to sow your strength into their life? And I may sow a word. I may sow a praise. I may sow support. I may sow a high five and I may sow a thousand dollars. But Lord, all of it came from you. All of it came from you. And I get to partner with you. And what that means is this kind of giving and sowing and offering should be fun. It should be fun when you walk in this. And I'm just going to tell you these other verses, these other things. I'm, I'm going to wait till next week. I'm for real. I'm going to wait till next week on these other points because I don't want to rush through this. I want to skip all the way down to this. What are your giving goals? And I'm going to talk more about this next week, but what are your giving goals? See, this is what the Lord's challenging me, and Sarah and I have talked about this, and we're praying about it, and I haven't landed on a final thing, but I'm going to give you my rough draft this morning. I'm going to show you. I'm going to be very transparent, and I'm going to show you my rough draft. It's a work in process. But we're actually trying to write down what our giving goals are. See, it's not what 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 are our getting goals. We are believing God for certain things, for our house and for different, because we, here's what we do. We, we surrender ourselves to God. It's, it's not my will be done. It's your will be done. And then we pray, God, what are you inviting us to believe you for? Because we don't want greed. We don't want materialism. We don't want, you don't want to build the kingdom of John and Sarah Aiken. We seek the Lord, yield ourselves to the Lord, and ask him, what are you inviting us to believe you for? And so our goals are not getting goals. Our goals are giving goals. And so here's what, a, here's what a couple of them are. As a foundation, here's what a couple of them are. Go ahead and pull up that little list. And y'all may judge me for this, whatever, but here's, here's what it is, that we want to be debt-free and fi- have financial freedom by my age of 57. Which, by the way, I'm about to turn 50 this year. Lord Jesus, help me. By age 57, I prayed, and that was the, that's what I felt like God was saying. I hope it's age 52. But we, some of you have to, well, you don't need to be debt-free with your house and everything because interest rates are written. No, listen, all consumer debt, high interest, credit cards, car payments that we all learn to live with, because the high interest debt is part of the curse. You're supposed to be the lender, not the borrower. And so it's like high interest stuff. No, then for us, we're believing for our house, which is low interest. And some people, well, you don't need to pay it off yet because it's low. Okay, whatever. We are believing God for our house to be paid in full. That's what we're believing. So it's done. It's done. We're not paying interest on our house. And now we're going to help sow into other people to get their house paid off. And, and we want to have no need of a paycheck from Faith Center. Now, Greg Cates, you listen to me. Greg can say, I, I can make that happen right now, Pastor. I can take care of that paycheck thing right now. David Booth and Greg Cates, you shut it. Okay? The reality is not need one. Right now, we need one. The reality is we want to we go break through to another level of giving where, where we don't need a paycheck from Faith Center. I think it's right to get one from Faith Center. But I want to get to a point we don't need one. God's blessing us through so many other means and so many other things that we don't need one. 
and so that we can actually live off 10% and give away 90. That's part of our faith. That's part of what we're believing for. You know how happy that would make me? To be like God is making, taking care of all of our needs on 10% and we're giving away 90. And, and to give an inheritance to our children's children. We have a blended family, so we have uh, kids and four households, I think, represented all together. And, and not just give an inheritance to our kids, but we want to give an inheritance, a healthy inheritance to our children's children. That's our heartbeat. And that faith center would give away $1 million in missions per year. Right last, this past month, we used to give away 10%. Now as a church, we give away 20%. 10%, actually, we still give away 10%. We tithe 10% to the Lord and we give 10% away. So what comes out of us through what most people call giving is 20%. And we're wanting that to increase and increase and increase and increase. And worship team, I want you to go ahead and come on up. So the reality is we have giving goals. And I want to just, I want to get your heart. We're going to walk this out. But the blessing of the Lord is for you to be a blessing. Using wisdom, being a good steward. So don't go writing a check for money you don't have. That's not what I'm talking about. That's a crime. But the reality is, is, is for you being able to, to set some giving goals. So I want to challenge you to begin to, to prayerfully uh, you know, tag your it. Come back and, Lord, help me to start tithing. Give me wisdom to start tithing. And listen, if you need help with this, to, to tithe and get your budget in alignment so you can start more, then, then come, come talk to us. Call the church office. Set up an appointment. We want to help you with this because God is releasing a fresh oil for you to have a grace to give. Stop complaining about money. Stop complaining about all the nonsense. Stop complaining about the government because the government is not your problem. We live in different seasons, different things, and you may agree with this or not agree, whatever, but there are problems because of the government, but that's not your ultimate problem because in times of recession and depression, God can cause you to multiply and increase. We are people of the Most High God who have the blessing of the Lord upon our life, so even in seasons of famine, we can supply seed. So I want to get it in your heart to start saying, God, release that grace in me to give. Release that grace in me to give. I want to increase and I want to multiply that you would prosper me for the purpose of generosity, that your blessing would be upon my life, that I be, begin to give to other people. And if you're here and you're struggling financially and you're ready to get out of that pit, you contact the church office. And if we can help financially to help pay a bill, we will. But the best help for you to get is the wisdom of how to walk in what I'm talking about. And make you, turn you in from being a thief to being a giver. From being someone who's in need constantly to someone who can begin to sow seed constantly. So I want us to worship the Lord. I want the prayer team to come on up. 
And as we begin to worship the Lord, I just want you to, to if you need to, if you need to surrender your life to Jesus, if you need to give your life to the Lord, if you need to repent of some things, if you need to pray for family members or friends, you need help in any capacity. You need prayer help in any capacity. You come. You need prayer for anything. You come. You say, I just, I just need prayer. You come, whether it's your first time in the building, you come and you receive prayer. Receive prayer. And so church family, I want to ask you just to stand to your feet and you don't have to stand for the whole time. If you feel like sitting down, I don't care how you're positioned through worship as long as you're worshiping the Lord and blessing Him and letting this word penetrate our heart. So Father, in Jesus' name, we come before you and we thank you, God. And we thank you that you lead us and you guide us. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would release a grace in us, forgiving. Help us be stewards of your grace. Help us hear what you're saying to us specifically. Change what we believe. Lord, we're willing to change what we believe. We're willing to change what we do. We're willing to change what we think. We're willing to change what we say. And we're willing to change what we feel. That our lives would be a glorious, love-motivated obedience to you. That you would use our life for your glory. Have mercy on us, O oh God. As we humble ourselves before you. Change us, God. Lead us to breakthrough in the next level. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Thanks again for listening to the Faith Center podcast. To connect with us, go to faithcenter.tv and fill out our connection card. We pray blessings over you and your family. We'll see you next time.